Greetings and welcome to the AVOD. I'm Count Vargelon. I'm DM. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're back. We had a long unplanned absence, <laughs> yes. and I'm not gonna pretend it's not my fault, but I was starting a new job and not good at managing my time. No, <laughs> clearly not. So, but, you know, that's taken care of. I'm doing the job. I've got my schedule re- realigned, and mm-hmm. suddenly I have time again. So thank you so much for your patience, and double thanks to DM for her patience. Oh! Yeah, oh. You, you're the real hero of this story. <laughs> All right, uh, but yes, let's get to it, shall we? With some random crap! Yay, video game! Yep, and surprising zero people. I'm going to recommend you check out The Quarry, although I don't think I I need to tell you. The Quarry is just taking over YouTube. It's advertised everywhere. This is like a really, really extensively marketed title. People cannot stop. Not the corner of YouTube I inhabit. Oh, God, yeah. It's it's all, well, you know, it's all over, you know, watching people do Let's Play YouTubes kind oh, of thing. Yeah, but that's not. That's not really that's, your corner of YouTube. That's not where I can be found. Yeah. Now, all of the big YouTubers are playing it and everybody's, you know, making all sorts of videos about it. And, of course, because of my standards, I'm constantly getting... uh uh, ads for it all over Google as if they like have no idea that I've already bought the game like twice. That's right. I bought two copies. Not important why, but I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I bought two copies of the game. Very psyched about it. Loved it from beginning to end. And it's kind of crazy because it's a really good like interactive horror movie because I would put it. If it's not above until dawn, like it's so close to being unto, uh, above until dawn. Mm-hmm. Right? But, and this is, I think, the key part that makes it so special. Really great performances this time. And we'll talk more about that later, just between you and I, because I don't want to do spoilers, but oh, you're okay. probably never going to play it. So <laughs> I know how you are with video oh, games. I'm, no, I love horror games. But I'm just saying you're not going to sit down and play the whole thing. I also don't have a PS5, so... Well, no, you can play it on PS4 and PC. Or oh. Xbox. It's everywhere. Oh, all right. All right, so she might actually be playing it, too, and we'll do well, a little I'm report try- on okay. it later. I'm trying to convince the gun wrangler... Yeah? Um, ...that the two of us start a YouTube channel in which we play horror games. Nice. Well, he plays my like, co-pilot. Because <laughs> um, that would be fun, because he enjoys them, but he gets really scared. <laughs> Well, if you guys want to take over my YouTube channel that already has tw- almost 30,000 subscribers for that, you're free to do it. Because I can't cover horror video games anymore on it. All right. Well, we'll have a chat. We'll We're going to have a chat about that later. You might actually see some playthroughs of the quarry on there. I can even provide you with games to play. It'd be great. Excellent. He is a PC gamer, though. Yeah, I can. No I mostly get. I mostly get PC games. It's totally okay. fine. Okay. Now we're going to stop negotiating future projects <laughs> during the thing, and just tell you that uh, the reason this thing is so exciting, right, is because of the performances. I'm not going to spoil uh, anything that happens in the game because it's so good. If it's a surprise, like it, it really is a great surprise. But what I'll say is, Ted Raimi in this. Like, it's one of his best performances. Oh, okay. He's so good in this game. Like, yeah. I could, like, I know he's good. I've watched him in TV and movies for years, but it's like, he's got such a great part to play. And he just, man, does he make a meal out of that part? 
okay. Yeah, he is fantastic in this. And I mean, I already love Ted Raimi, but I just, I love him so much more now that I've seen him play this part in this game. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, when does Ted Raimi get this kind of, uh, like a role that is this meaty and this, this much to it? It almost never happens. And wow, was he ready for it. So yeah, Ted Raimi, secret star of the quarry. And he's like, absolutely top of the line. It's, he's the guy. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So, uh, next up, I believe you watched a movie. I did. I went out and saw Jurassic World Dominion. Oh no. Oh, it's good. It is. I liked it. I had a good time watching this I movie. So, I have heard nothing but bad news about it's this thing. It's better than Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, anything is better than Fallen That's Kingdom. True. Fallen Kingdom Being stabbed in the eye with a fork <laughs> is better than Fallen Kingdom. Look, this was a fun... I had no really? expectations. I think I'm... I don't even know if I'd seen a trailer for it, to be honest. Right. But I just, like, wanted to have a fun time with the movies, and that's what I got. Ah, uh, and how much Jeff Goldblum is there? Uh, there is a good amount of Jeff Goldblum, and the movie rewards you for having gone on this 30-year journey. (laughs) It's It has been 30 years since that first one almost, hasn't it? Because it it was 93. It comes up. It actually comes up in the film. Oh, wow. And if you remember Jurassic Park, why wouldn't you? It's a great movie. You should watch it all the time. Perfect movie. There are a lot of callbacks to it, and that makes this movie... Uh, a good deal of fun. Is it too long? Probably. Find me a modern movie that isn't too long. <laughs> does it sound like Star Wars? It does. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> nice. I'm telling you, this is like, it's, I mean, if it was Michael Giacomo, I think I mispronounced his name. It's like his addition to write a Star Wars soundtrack, I think, because it sounds Exactly so like Star Wars. Like Star Wars. There's <laughs> even a, a moment where you kind of feel like you're on Dagobah. So. Whoa. Okay. That's yeah. a surprise. <laughs> okay. You know what? Uh, I'm probably not going to go to theaters, but now I will watch it the second I can rent it. Yeah. Now, based on that recommendation. Okay. I'll give, I'll give them another try. Yeah. Like it doesn't hold any surprises for you. I've just been burned so many times by I Jurassic know. Park I movies. I think this one's worth seeing. It has a real finality to it too. So. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So they really feel like, yeah, no, this is the end of a trilogy. We're, we're closing the book on something. Yes. Okay. See, that's what I want to hear. And by that, she means the world, the planet gets blown up by another meteor at the end. <laughs> Recreating <laughs> yep. the extinction of the dinosaurs and us this time. <laughs> Let's face it, we have it coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Been watching those January 6th hearings, and yeah, maybe we do. Oh, oh let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, let's move on. Let's move on to a quiz? I believe we have a quiz to oh, do. Perfect. This is so exciting. I dropped them all on the floor, so I had to like sort through them to find one we had them done. <laughs> and I was kind of shocked at my memory at how many of them I was able to remember. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what is the profession of Mitch Banner in The Burbs? Sorry, Birds. I'm like, The Burbs? His name isn't Mitch in The Burbs. I know, I know, The Birds. <laughs> I, I didn't have seen it, The Burbs. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing he's not an ornithologist. That would be, you know, a little too coincidental, (laughs) I should say. I don't know. Uh, He was a lawyer, apparently. Oh, okay. The survivor at the end of Human Centipede, first sequence, forms which segment of the centipede? Front, middle, or back? Oh, that's a really good... I think it's the front. No, it is the middle who escapes. The front is the Japanese man. 
oh, that's right, and nobody can communicate yep. with him. Yep. Right, done on purpose to make it that much more horrifying. Yeah. At the end of Wicker Man, protagonist Sergeant Neil Howie recites which psalm? 23, 34, 19. I have no idea. Okay. 23? Yes! (laughs) Bang! I I mean, I know that was a one in three guess, but I'm still proud of you. (laughs) Me too. At the end of Mama, with whom does Lily elect to stay? Annabelle or Mama? Mama? It is Mama. Finally, she remembers this movie. No, I don't. That was another guess. Well, two for two on guesses today. Uh, real life Manson murders influenced Brian Bertino in making what 2008 film? Oh. What movie is loosely based on the Manson family crimes? I mean, aren't there a whole bunch? Yeah, but this one was from 2008. And they also gave you the writer-director's name. It doesn't help. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Strangers. It was the Strangers. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You see, you see the connection. I didn't like that movie. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> in what type of accident did Christine damage her face in eyes without a face? Um, I feel like I should know this. I mean, we've all seen this movie. I think it's Derriger in film school, right? Is it a car accident? It is a car accident. Yes! Damn. You know, for a car, for a, a quiz card where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. You I still went guessing. three for six. So <laughs> you had a really good guessing record today. I'm quite impressed. All right. So yeah, that was the quiz and you did respectably well. Cause seriously, who remembers what the main character, the, the bird's job was? Come on. Nobody well, remembers it's that. In the burbs. But yeah. Tom Hanks, you yes. don't actually know what his job is. Yes, I know. And me accidentally saying burbs did screw you up there. <laughs> I, I completely com- I copped to that, absolutely. All right, so next up, I believe we have a list. We do. Today's list is 10 scariest... S- s- 10 scariest stop-motion animation movies. Oh, that is a mouthful. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's from Screen Rant, and I guess, I guess we count down. Okay. Right, because it Because it starts at 10, so that's a countdown. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10, 9, nine out, out of 10. 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the best is number one, or scariest yeah. in this case. I suppose so. Okay, so number 10 is The Adventures of Mark Twain from 1985. I have never seen this. Well, me neither. Okay. Does I it say anything about what it is? It says it's an unremittingly surreal 1985 stop-motion film developed by Will Vinton. Okay. Um, it says the entirety of the film is haunting. It's most remembered for a scene in which the protagonist encounters Satan. Oh. Oh, nice. Okay. I, I will have to check that out. I do like films about battling Satan. I mean, don't we all? <laughs> Oh man, it's funny. I was, I know this is a very strange thing, but it's like, uh, I just watched a movie. Well, I didn't, I didn't watch the movie yet. Sorry. I just saw on Prime a movie came, come up about a guy who made a deal with the devil. Right? And, uh, a guy who made a deal with the devil. And it's called like Shortcut to Happiness. And I'm like, uh, and it said, a, a writer makes a deal with the, the devil for success. And then there are consequences. And it stars Alec Baldwin. And so I'm sitting there looking at that. And I'm like, Wait a minute. I'm in that movie. <laughs> Back when I was an extra in Montreal, there was a remake of The Devil and Daniel Webster starring Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. 
Yeah. And I was a, uh, I was an extra in it. <laughs> so did you watch it and find no, yourself? No, I watched it. Oh, no, there's no way. I was, like, just walking through a crowd at a, oh, a cocktail okay. party. This isn't a... This isn't a, um, the day after tomorrow situation where I'm just 100% visible on screen. Right. Like, this okay. is just like, I couldn't even tell you where in this dinner party I was, but it's like, oh, I totally forgot that that movie existed. <laughs> that that movie I was in existed <laughs> wow. until I saw it referenced here. So yeah, it was pretty cool. All right. Next up. Okay. Number nine, the secret adventures of Tom Thumb from 1993. Ooh. Again, haven't heard of it. Very interested in the title. Uh, oh, it says here, nearly incomprehensible. There's not much in the way of a coherent plot, and the entire project feels more like a scrapped Tool music video. Damn! <laughs> Tell us how you really feel next time. Well, the, the, the screen cap I'm looking at here is, it's not selling the movie. It does look terrifying. Oh, okay. In a Tool music video kind of way. Which is the most terrifying kind of way. Yes, yes. I can't watch them. No, I get it. They're alienated <laughs> by design. Yeah. Oh, it says here. So, Secret Adventures Tom Thumb is notable for featuring human actors posed frame by frame. What? Whoa. That sounds upsetting to watch. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be down for this one. <laughs> no, maybe not. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Next, we have Vincent from 1982. Okay. Oh, this is why I got that question wrong uh, on the uh, at quiz night that one time. I don't think you were there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is an early stop motion film from Tim Burton. Oh, neat! And it's yeah. I assume Vincent Price themed. Well, it would have to be. Yeah, it's Tim Burton. He's obsessed with Vincent Price. It's called Vincent. <laughs> yeah. There's really no reason to suspect this wouldn't entirely be about Vincent Price. Yeah. Uh, yeah, turns out being able to guess is my Oh, strong it's suit. also voiced by Vincent Price. Oh, this is like the student film he got uh, Vincent Price to be in. Yeah, I heard about that years ago. Yeah. I just didn't remember what it was called, but that does make sense. Okay. And then, of course, he cast him in uh, uh, in his final role in our beloved uh, Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. All right. Next was time. that his last role? I think that was Vincent Price's last role. Oh. Am I remembering this wrong? Maybe it was. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Or close to it. Okay, number seven is Live Freaky, Die Freaky from 2006. Love the title. Uh, it says here, it is a provocative and profoundly unpleasant film. <laughs> Surprising no one. <laughs> Serves as, a, as an aggrandized and comedic take on the Tate LaBianca murders. Jesus. Oh, oh thanks. Yeah, kind of noped out of that one when you got to the second half. Oh, hmm. it gets so much worse. Oh, no. <laughs> a nomad in the far future stumbles upon a book titled Helter Skelter and believes Charles Manson is a messiah from a forgotten age. Oh, no. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, we are boycotting the hell out of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Exodus gods and... uh Gods and monsters. God, I was about to say gods and monsters. Gods and kings all over again. Thank you for immediately knowing that I was about to say gods and monsters. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Exodus, gods and kings all over again. We are boycotting the hell out of this thing. All right, next up. Okay, number six, Emmett Freedy. No, no. I have, okay. apparently I know no, I, I just know zero of these movies. Okay, so this is actually, this is a segment that was right. part of a Nickelodeon sketch comedy show called Kablam. 
It says here, intended as a comedy and featuring a storyline that wouldn't be a miss in a more conventional children's cartoon series, Emmett Freedy is grotesquely warped by its outrageously off-putting art style. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's creepy. Continue. Uh, okay, number five, Coraline. Oh. Uh, I don't understand why it's not number one. Right. I love Coraline, and it's scary as hell. So good. Yeah, no, Coraline's amazing. If you somehow haven't seen it, people will tell you it's Neil Gaiman's best work, and they are right. Uh, yeah, fabulous book. I read it before. I read it long before I think it was even oh, yeah. turned into a movie. I'm not surprised. So good. So no, good. It's, it's amazing. The movie's amazing. And it's like, it's one of those great examples where they did an animation that like managed to completely bring the book to life. I like, don't you've... think, no, this was Philip Pullman, isn't it? No, Coraline's Neil Gaiman. Coraline? Are yeah. you sure? I am, I'm as sure as I can be because I'm wrong a lot. No. But you can just Google the F out of this I'm one and it's going to turn out it's sure. Neil Gaiman. All right, Googling. Googling. Make Googling. A note of this. <laughs> Googling. 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 Still Googling. Oh, Neil Gaiman, you were right. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was pretty sure it was him. Uh, I guess I always, for some reason, I always think it's Philip Pullman. Because you were why. reading Phil Pullman around the same time? Probably. I and think it's it what I profound... read after I finished his there dark material. Yeah, and so it had a profound effect on you. And it's like, <laughs> now all good writing will be credited to this man. I mean, he writes some good books. He really so. does. I'm not I'm not questioning that part of the statement. <laughs> all right, next up. Okay, number four, The Cameraman's Revenge from 1912. Oh. Yeah. Nice. What is that? Like, so, I'm very excited to hear what this is. This is made by a Russian-born insect collector. Oh, no. Uh, and so used actual real <gasps> dead insects. Oh, my God. To animate a movie? Yes. Oh, I might not sleep again. That sounds <laughs> horrific. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, like, do they say any more about it? Like, what it's about? or? Uh, it just says anthropomorphized stop-motion insects. Okay. Well, that's really unbelievably creepy, and I'm curious. And will I will look at still photos from this film. That is what I will agree to look at. <laughs> okay. I do not, I do not feel comfortable actually I'm not trying to watch it. We watch it so well, no, 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 but I am, I'm curious at what like one of the earliest horror stop motion things might look like, but right. I feel like I'm going to find it too creepy if I actually try to watch the stop motion. I don't know if it's supposed to be horror. I think it's just oh, okay. horrific because it's stop the conditions motion, of it. Dead yes. insects. I don't, know. Makes... I don't know what the movie is about. It doesn't say. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> All right. All right, next up. Okay, number three is something called Bobby Yeah, and I don't like looking at the picture. Okay. Mm, nice. This is from 2012. It is from a British filmmaker named Robert Morgan, and it won a BAFTA. Oh, no, nominated for a BAFTA. Okay. Did not win. Gotcha. Um, it says here, Overtly macabre, Bobby Yeah presents a body horror hellscape replete with mangled flesh monsters and a fingernail worm baby. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. So <laughs> if there's one thing you've noticed uh, about us and this show, 
we have an issue with, with a little though? something called body horror. <laughs> I'm okay with body horror generally, yeah, but there's body parts that are off limits. Ex- well, yes, <laughs> but I think we're both triggered by different kinds of body horror. And it's like, we just tend not to cover a lot of body horror stuff for that reason. So, rest assured, we will never come anywhere near this thing. Ever, ever, ever. No, well, I, I'll show you the picture later. And, and I'll you'll understand why I, like... Immediately filled with revulsion? Body horror aside, I have no desire to look <laughs> okay. at this. <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> okay, number two. It's called Toe. And okay. it's from 2020. Mm, brand new. Wow. And this really bothers me because this is, <laughs> this is based on a story that's in one of the scary stories books. Oh, right. The featured that, in the scary story to tell in the dark and the chili in the toe. And it Sorry, the toe and the chili. It doesn't come up in this little short write up. Oh, that this is another adaptation of the yes. thing that had been in the movie. Yeah. That's weird that they wouldn't mention that. Or not even in the movie, just like in the book. In the book, yeah. So. Oh, oh yeah, that's so, st- I thought you meant they didn't mention that it had previously been adapted in the Guillermo del Toro produced scary well, they, stories to tell in the dark. They don't say that either. Oh, it just weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Strange. All right. Uh, let me think. All right. What's number one? I was about to ask like if I thought they'd missed anything, but no, we haven't even got to number one. Can you guess? Nightmare Before Christmas? Nope. Oh, then. Let me think. Hmm. I don't have any obvious guesses. What is it? It's called Jack Stauber's Opal. I'm glad I didn't guess. <laughs> what is it's this? 2020. So Jack Stauber is a singer, songwriter, and animator. Oh, cool. Best known for his lo-fi quasi-hit Buttercup. Don't know what that is. Nope. Um, By so the way, this- quasi-hit like, just sounds like such a mean <laughs> thing to say. I know. Like, that is brutal, whoever wrote that. All right, continue. Uh, it says here, Opal premiered on Adult Swim on October 31st, 2020, a terrifying and close-to-home exploration of familial flaws and shortcomings. Opal's presentation is off-putting, but the short's troubling suggestions make it difficult to forget. No, thank you. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a blast. <laughs> But you know what? Uh, it does sound like it belonged on this very upsetting list. It's I'll a le- weird list. At least I'll say that. It was definitely <laughs> of a piece with the other things mentioned. I don't normally send you the list, so I'm going to send you this list. Yeah, I'm going to check out some of these images. I don't want to be the only person to have to see this. I would want to share this misery, <laughs> and you're my victim. Yep. <laughs> you know that video from The Ring? That's what that list is to me. Getting it out of my head and putting it into yours. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, though, like, stop motion, because of the creepy, unnatural, almost, like, uncanny valley effect that it can create, really is a great venue for doing horror. And, like, and this shows that there's a lot, like, we, there's plenty of horror things we have seen. That's a bunch we haven't even heard of. That's how many of them are out there, which raises the question, are they going to keep making those? I have to assume so, but I don't know for sure, because this week's upcoming horror movie is called He's Watching. (gasps) Okay. What is this? 
When happy-go-lucky siblings Iris and Lucas are left alone while their parents recover from an illness, a series of playful pranks they play on each other escalate when they start receiving unsettling images and videos on their phones. As the incoming messages become increasingly nightmarish, Iris and Lucas realize something sinister has taken root in their home. Nice. Okay, this sounds like fun. Is it by anyone of consequence? Uh, Jacob Estes. No, name means nothing to me. No, I got, I got nothing for you. Okay. All right, when's it coming out? Uh, TBD. Oh. (laughs) Ooh, found footage. This is a found, I didn't even know this was a found footage movie. Me neither. So I guess it's gonna like entirely be covered with their phones? That makes sense. Uh, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, know. it sounds it sounds like a cool concept. I'm sure we'll check it out when it comes out because we try to cover all the fan footage. We love fan footage. We so. do more than maybe we should, given the amount mm. of good fan footage that actually exists. Yeah, yeah. Given the track record of fan footage. Right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, and of course, now we are here to talk about what we actually did cover tonight. Mm-hmm. So, so get us okay. started. Our first movie tonight is. The Sound and the Fury, which I served up as a palate cleanser <laughs> after having watched the other movie we're going to talk about. We'll yep. get to that. So, The Sound and the Fury. An anime set to Sturgill Simpson's album of the same name in which a muscle car driving samurai is on a mission to destroy an evil corporate entity or something like that. I, I'm not I really think that, sure. covers, that covers it, you know? <laughs> I'll be honest with Evil you. corporate goons. Murder everybody who works at a, like a monastery. And so then a samurai goes for revenge. And then the samurai gets that revenge. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if this was supposed to be my big takeaway from watching it, but I watched it beginning to end. You know, had a fun ride in the end of it. Like, I'd play that video game. <laughs> and it kind of felt like they were trying to sell me a video game, you know? They're, they're not. <laughs> I know they're not, but that's what it felt like when you're watching it. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought the dance break was a little disturbing. That was weird, right? The topless yeah. dance break? Yeah. Just Very like a weird. Bunch and they're of all topless. staring right at you. I know. <laughs> Dancing topless, grins on their faces or masked, depending on which one. All yeah. topless. I'm like, what's, what's the message of this sequence, Sturgle? <laughs> what are you trying to get across? Like, a lot of it, it's pretty clear what's happening, but that, I, I don't know why yeah, the moment that- revenge has been achieved. We get a dance break. Yeah. Also, very bizarrely structured. It is. Well, I guess it's more of a an experience, really. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, um, I, but my point is like the idea that they cut to revenge having been accomplished. Yeah. And then only in basically the end credits do we actually see the fight scene in which revenge was accomplished. Right. That that was a little weird because as oh. it's jarring when I'm watching it, be like, oh wait, the bad guys are dead now. Wait, what? Yeah. What happened yeah. there? <laughs> you feel like you're missing out on I something. I really felt like I had missed something. But okay, glad it's not just... You get filled in a little later. You just, oh, totally. You gotta wait for it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I mean, I don't watch a lot of anime these days. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I probably should get back into it. It's just finding the stuff I really like. is takes a lot of work. Oh, totally. Uh, but I did, I liked this. I liked that it was 40 minutes long. <laughs> yes. After what we went through, but right before watching it. After the for- longest 84 minutes of your life. 
Yep, this is a this is a nice palate cleanser. You're absolutely right to describe it that way. <laughs> yes, and he wanted to watch Fantasy Island. It was well, I thought that that would save you time because you had already seen it. But uh, I'd seen this already, also, so which is oh, why okay. I knew about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this was this was the better choice. I'm not going to fight you on that. One. That is, <laughs> it's it's like it's a lot of fun. Like it's, it is. It's, it's raucous. The music's good. All of the animated sequences are incredibly well done. There's some gorgeous fight scenes. There's some fantastic world building. There's, like, I like this, like some interesting stuff with the samurai character. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's good. No, really good. And I would like, it's one of those things where I think anybody could enjoy this. Like you don't have to know the music beforehand. You don't have anything like that. And like, there's not a lot to review other than they did a really good job of mixing the music to it and i mean there's some live action sequences that are you know still thematically linked Mm -hmm. but not you know literally linked to the main action of the story and again those i i think they worked basically thematically but it did kind of pull me away yeah when you know suddenly we're in uh post-apocalyptic tchotchke collection (laughs) like it's like it's it's more sort of world building than anything else oh yeah like this There's is the other kind stuff of world happening we're in this world. In. It's not just muscle car anime samurais. It's... I know. But what a world that would be. <laughs> right? Nothing but muscle car animated samurais. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, Sound and Fury, I can, I can uh, concur with you that this is just a fun ride from beginning to end. I think anybody could like just have a great time with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I'm prepping myself. I know. This is going to be a rough ride. Let's do it. Okay. Our second movie tonight is Mad God. <sighs> a stop-motion, live-action hybrid set in a nightmarish hellscape that begs the question, is Phil Tippett okay? <laughs> That's so mean, and so the only thing you can say. <laughs> what else am I good What say? else can you possibly say about this? <laughs> oh my God. This is what has been in your head for 30 years? Yeah, Jesus. Like, and th- the funny part is, I literally just watched a documentary about Jurassic Park and saw <laughs> Phil Tippett just sitting there like a completely normal person talking about Jurassic Park. And I'm like, and this is what was in your head that whole time. You were talking about Jurassic Park. And so, working on Jurassic Park. <laughs> so the Gun Wrangler has this theory yeah. that if George R. R. Martin didn't have writing, he'd be a serial killer. <laughs> So I wonder if, like, oh this weird movie was Phil Tippett's outlet yeah, for whatever he's feeling and thinking. Real upsetting stuff with. out there. Honestly, oh. Gun Wrangler might be right about that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on here. Oh, none of it good. Okay, no. that's not true. There are some a arresting couple of, sequences. A couple of things I liked. Yeah. Okay, let's try to describe this movie. I made them as I regret having read the Wikipedia entry on this, to really? be honest. I didn't like it. Because oh. it like it tells you stuff a little out of sequence. Oh, yeah, that, I did like, not you, do that. Which I don't I mean I read it afterwards, not beforehand. Oh, okay. But even reading it afterwards, I'm like, I don't know if this is really fair to the movie. Gotcha. Um but essentially it's this guy on a journey through this hellscape. Yeah. And he's got a briefcase, and then you find out what the briefcase is all about. Um, and he's he's on a mission. I'm not going to mm. say what it is. I don't know why. I feel like 
being preserving the uh, surprises of Mad it. God. Um, <laughs> although, no surprises if you read the Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, and then he's on a mission, and then the movie changes narrator at points of view, I suppose, to see somebody else on a similar mission. Yep. And then some weird, it's very hard to describe. It is. Yeah, so a guy essentially does a, a Dante's Inferno style descent into hell, going deeper and deeper through to levels of this nightmare place, each one seemingly like representing a different monstrous thing. And I mean, I, I could try to figure out exactly what it was trying to represent. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know if it's quite that... Uh, thought out? But yeah, thought out. Whereas I, I think this kind of... It's one of those movies where I feel like, was this made specifically so see, people could write master's theses about it? <sighs> like, is that why he made this movie? I mean, I suppose you could make a lot of hay... Yes. Uh, these 84 minutes. I actually don't know how long it is. It's less than 90. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. It's less than 90s and it's got some real long credits. Um, like, real long credits. But it's just... Well, but the thing I wanted to say was, like, the reason I put it as a Dante's Inferno kind of journey into hell, and, like, I feel like something being is, is being commented on because there's this theme over and over and over again in every area he goes to, which is that every time people try to do something, and whether it's his, like, whether it's it's his journey, I say he, but I mean, we don't know what the hell, whether it's this thing's journey down into this hell to deliver a briefcase, and I'm not going to give away how that ends, because <laughs> that was yikes, yeah. uh, but whether it's that or whether it's all of the guys he encounters along the way, every single one of them, like, the one through line through every sequence in this movie is that, like, random things are getting crushed and destroyed as people try to achieve their tasks. Well, I like think that happens you, over and over and over yeah, and over again. But, at the, but I mean, I guess if you're looking for some sort of point or yeah. message, it's that the world is shit and life is meaningless. I mean, kind of. Because <laughs> that's sort of that's how I felt watching that's, this. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would have a hard time arguing that that was a, a point of this. <laughs> Because it's like all of these people are trying to do these elaborate, make these elaborate machines and accomplish these elaborate tasks. And we we never have any idea what any of it is for. All we know is that the act of doing it is constantly killing people. Yeah, but I also think, I think like when you get to that, you spend a lot of time on this one plane level of whatever you want to call it, where these drones are created. I prefer to call it a circle of hell. (laughs) Because of my analysis. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, and the drones are set about, are set to work, I don't know, building something or maintaining some kind of device. Yeah. But I think ultimately it's just, it's like a big feedback loop. Yes. So the drones are created to make the device that makes the drones. Yep. I think is what No, that, I think on. that is what was happening. And <laughs> it's just this pointless sure. self-perpetuating cycle, which seems to be a criticism of capitalism. But it's hard to know. It's hard really. to know. Um, but okay, and there are like other worlds, circles of hell that are <laughs> explored. <laughs> but you spend the most time with those weird drones. Yes. 
Yeah, um, you get a lot of time with the drones. You get a lot of time with the drones. Uh, and you actually get, you get to see two people's journeys into yeah. hell. And they both, they, they go to different places. Yes. Presumably uh, for different reasons. No, I think for the same reason. Well, they're definitely related reasons. Because the other guy also has a briefcase. They yeah, both he have does. You're right. Yeah, it's just he does, um, he goes in such is, a different way. It almost feels disconnected. There's a third briefcase that shows up. Yes. And that briefcase has the same contents as the first briefcase, so you can assume the second briefcase Must also, also, yeah. Yes. Um, and so there's this character called The Last Man, and he's the one who sends these briefcase people down into hell. <laughs> uh, or whatever you want to call it. And that, yeah. I thought, like, that image is really cool. They descend in what's described as a diving bell. It's it looks, acting, I mean, but... I mean it, it has the visual aesthetic of a diving bell. Um, and it just goes down and down and, like, forever downwards. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, I especially... like what I am seeing. Here. Well, no, because you try to look at, work out the mechanics of it because it descends out of his, whatever his base is, into the open sky. Yeah. And then past, like, a whole layer of guys defending it. Yeah. You know, trying to shoot it down. And then it keeps going down into the ground and further and further and further and further. And I love that. No, it's a great visual. Like, I agree with you 100%. cool. Yeah. Um, And it happens twice. And both times it goes to a different place. Yes. Uh, And the the briefcase guys have maps. And so the first dude, as he's on his journey, every time he pulls out the map, it falls apart a little bit. Yeah, I love that It's like, oh, this is a one-way ride. For this guy. Yep. Um, and I just like, I really enjoyed that aspect of the story, if you could call it that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think we enjoy that part of the story because we assume that there's going to be a payoff at some point. Yeah. And then that doesn't so much happen. No. Although I do like the idea that the, uh, the second guy, because they had, uh, realized that the first guy's map didn't work out, the second map is drawn on Human yeah. skin. Which has been stitched together. Which has been crudely stitched together. Although, like, so here's the thing damn. though, like, I, so the sec, the second briefcase guy. Yeah. Is he in fact the second briefcase guy? Because when we see his journey, the way it's set up is it's as if you're watching the memories of the first briefcase guy. And he can't really? have a memory of something in the future. Of course not, no. So, I don't understand... Exactly what they were going for. Time frame, like, what I'm dealing with here in terms of, like, when this happens. Not that it matters. No. Like, it really doesn't That's not what the movie's about, like, at all. But, but at the same time, the fate of the first briefcase guy is tied in with the fate of the world. That's true. In total. So... That would suggest that second briefcase guy actually went first, and first briefcase guy is second. That actually, that's a pretty good argument. Like that, I, that tracks logically. <laughs> and it's hard to say that about this because nothing wow. in this movie tracks. No, nothing does. I mean, then we've got that whole plague doctor interlude. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And the the live action surgery sequence, which oh, oh, why was gross. he allowed to put that on film? Like, Gross. shouldn't there be someone stopping this? No, no, actually, that's not the worst part, though. Like, but I don't, the, I didn't, I'm just gonna say it, I didn't like how long it went for. No, it, it went just on goes on and, on and on and on. Like, yeah, it, it took, it went on for too long and it was really disgusting, but I think worse for me. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I just find 
this kind of thing real gross and I don't okay. like seeing it in film was all of like the excrement. Oh God, right. Like yeah, there that is was some upsetting stuff. So much of it. Yeah. Like to to a degree you're just not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh God, that whole sequence with the guys being force fed. Oh. oh, the ones being electrocuted. Yeah, and no, and then you then, find then, out what's happening. Yes, and then the oh. and the, they're being electrocuted, and then and then people are being force fed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all a link. I considered it the force feeding sequence, but you're right to call it the electrocution sequence. Because that's instead. where it starts. It, it starts does with start the with the electrocution, and then it moves into the force feeding. But, yeah, that was rough to watch. I don't need to see that. And as you said, like everything else horrific in this movie, it just drags on and on and on and on. Yeah. And then, like, some weirdly sexual stuff that's like, what was the point of that? Just just trying to upset you. <laughs> Mission accomplished. You pulled it off, buddy. <laughs> you ruined my day. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you set out to do 30 years ago, but you definitely pulled it off. Uh... I just want to ruin the days of a bunch of people 30 yeah. years from now. Well, bravo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and at the same time, like, it is quite a technical accomplishment. Okay, so here the, so again, when I was reading the Wikipedia page on it, it yeah. had like the you know, critical reception or whatever. I would love to find out what the critical reception is. Oh, people love it. They're like lining up to praise this thing. Really? And I'm like, this, and here's where I start having a problem with like, Film criticism or film, well, maybe not criticism. This is more like just film review. Yeah. It's like they can't separate out the good from the bad. Right. So everyone's, so it's like, oh my God, it's like this technical accomplishment. What a great feat in animation. And like, that's all correct. Yeah. It is fucking amazing. That, that he pulled this, this was, off. That he pulled this off. And then it looks as him good and, as... Him and... I looked at some of the trivia. Him and a large team of interns cycling in and out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Volunteers, he said. He called. Anyway. Yeah. And he would just tell them what to do. Yeah. Um, but it is his artistic vision. But it's his vision. And so it's like, credit where credit's due. It is yeah. an amazing accomplishment. Like, in terms totally. of just filming. I would never try to take that away from him. An amazing second. accomplishment. But... The actual content is terrible, and so it's like, oh, they're ca- they're praising him for su- for creating such a bleak world, and what a dark masterpiece it is. I'm like, no, 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 no. These things can exist separately. It can be a fantastically technically competent movie, and it can be absolutely terrible from beginning. And it to can end. be trash that has nothing to say and is wasting <laughs> our time. Yes. It is, it is a, a, like, the man has dedicated, you know, X amount of years to his, of his life to making trash that has nothing to say. <laughs> and he did a great job of making trash that has nothing to say. But it is trash that has nothing to say. Like, I get it. The 90s are a rough time. The movies, like, the genre film that came out of the 90s is very nihilistic. Oh, absolutely. But... I don't under, like, and right now maybe things are kind of terrible also, but yeah. the intervening like 30 years, they weren't all bad. No, not entirely. <laughs> Dude, I know you have, were having, was ha- you were having some career drama before Jurassic Park, but, you know, you've had an okay career since. 
but you kept making this nightmare vision of the world. So it's very highly rated. Yeah. Um, but I just, it's, I think it's undeserved, honestly. Cause, or you have to make the point of saying like, it's a great bit of animation, but it's a yeah. terrible bit of storytelling. Well, no, but there's no storytelling. There's no story. T- well, I mean, there's a story in the sense that like, the of a man, man, yeah, motioning and sending these things, but it's like, I mean, you're not communicating, but you're only trying to accomplish. You just never get there because. No, but beyond that, I, I think you're you're not communicating except for anything, except for the the raw fact that these things are happening. Yeah. You know. Life is a meaningless struggle, and we're yeah. all at the whim of a mad god. We're all his playthings. Yeah, I and guess. like we we see that literally put out in the scene at where the start of the movie. Well, no, I was going to say the scene <laughs> where a guy feeds monsters. Like, feeds these cute little mushroom monsters food to get yeah. them to come out of hiding, because only so if they can, come out of hiding yeah. can he watch a spider tear one of them apart. Yes. And it's like, okay. So, yeah, like, even an act of kindness becomes well, just... it's not an act of kindness. Well, no, it but never feed, was. But that's my point. Even what yeah. feels like an act of kindness to these creatures being fed is just a way to set them up to be brutalized. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's this capricious god whose actions we can't understand is just is just uh feeding us or destroying us completely based on whims that will never make sense to us. I'm like, like I get that. Did you have to make a movie about it? And did the movie have to be so viscerally unpleasant? <laughs> you know? So, so now yeah. you know why I recommended watching The Sound of the Fury afterwards. Which is just a satisfying little romp by comparison. <laughs> yeah. I felt so awful after watching this. Yeah. And it was late, too, when I finished it. Oh, so it's like, no. well, you're not going to go to bed feeling like this. I got to, like, stay up and watch something else. Yeah, no, and that is the perfect <laughs> thing to watch. Uh, no, I think I watched some community or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, this is, it's bleak. It is. It's just, it is bleak. And yeah, you're right. You should be able to say, I have mad respect for the technical, like for what you achieved here. Yes. But, you know. Yeah. But did you need to, did you need to share it? Did you need to give it to us? Did you need to put it out there? Because I don't know that you did. Yeah, I'd rather watch a tool video. Damn. Well, at least tool video is over in seven minutes. <laughs> is that too mean? Is that is that too mean? Well, and they're a great band. <laughs> they're so, okay. It's so talented. But difficult to watch. But the videos are hard to but not not as bad as this. No, no, this, this is, is so, so much, much worse. worse. This is so much worse and so much harder <laughs> to take. No, you, yeah. you're totally I agree with you one hundred percent on that one. So, so yeah. I'd rather watch 80 minutes of tool videos. <laughs> you know what? I probably would. <laughs> the best thing. Yeah, I would. I, th- I think I'm going to agree with you on that front. But yeah, like, I just... It's not that I don't... I mean, I do not get it. I'm not going to say that I don't not get it. Obviously, I don't get it. But I think I get a little bit of it, and what I get didn't make me happy to have experienced in any way. <laughs> And again, it's not like you're giving me, it's not like this is stalker, right? And it's speaking to like 
the huge, like, cause Stalker, you feel rotten after watching Stalker, but you get this insight into, you know, the human capacity for obsession and the human, you know, desire for, to find meaning. And it's like this whole meditation on religion and stuff beyond our control, right? Like, Stalker's got stuff to say. Right. And that's interesting and there's stuff to think about later. And at this, like you said, it feels just like, you know, high school nihilism. It seems like a, it, it feels wow. like, I don't know, it feels like the, someone took like a, a goth kid who loved punk music, took their sketchbook, took all of the sketches they did while they weren't paying attention in class and turned it into a stop motion film. Okay, that was so much meaner than I meant it to be. Oh my god. But you can't tell me that I'm wrong. Oh wow. Alright, that, that. <laughs> Well, and it's like, as someone, as someone who literally made an entire video game, like, because I had a funny bad idea. Uh-huh. Right? And just, and I just decided to, you know what? I'm actually gonna make this thing. And I made yeah. the whole game. Right? And you can get it right now. It's called Hoguru Presents the House with Too Many Zombies in it. <laughs> Not saying it's good. I'm saying it exists. I, I like, I see the idea, like the thing of having this weird, quirky, probably bad idea and just like going for it and actually making it. I just don't see devoting 30 years to that idea. Well, it wasn't 30 years. He started working on it and shelved it. Okay. Thinking that like stop motion was dead. Right. And then recently dusted it off and okay. finished it. Oof. So it's not like he's, <laughs> he's been toiling for every 30 weekend years for 30 years. Well, you no. know, but I was reading the trivia and it's like, it took a group of interns like four months to melt the 10,000 plastic army men needed to create the pile of corpses. Yeah. I'm like, cause they had to hand melt each one and mold them to the pile. I'm like, yeah. Was that the best use of all of their time, though? Well, it's, you know, it's the experience. It is. No, no. They 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 were paid in, you know, the experience and getting yes. their names in the credits. Put it That's, on their resume. It's a great thing to have on your resume. You know, devoted three months of my life to an insane person's vanity project. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to pretend we haven't. So, yeah, Mad God... I'm not going to pretend it's not interesting, but I'm also not going to pretend I liked it. No, yeah. I did not enjoy this. It is. It is a least, hostile experience. It is. It is. The movie doesn't like you. Yeah. And I don't think the movie wants you to enjoy watching it. <laughs> I know. It is his punishment on the world for, <laughs> you know, his own existence. <laughs> I mean, of course, that's not true. Uh, of course that's not true, but, uh, no, like it's, it is, it is a very, like, it is the violence of viewing this movie. Like the movie is actively trying to make you feel terrible every second you spend watching this movie. And you can't say that about a lot of movies. No. What's that awful Japanese torture porn movie? I watched grotesque. Oh, grotesque. Not audition. I think grotesque. Yeah. And that movie, it's like. Is when I was like going through this phase, where I'm like, I'm just going to challenge myself to watch like the worst stuff I can find, and I found it, and I watched it. And if you're wondering why I haven't seen most of the French hypergore cycle, <laughs> it's because she watched it first and told me not to, and I trust her taste. No, I watched one of them. Yes, <laughs> and it was 
the worst thing I've met. Well, that's not true. That's, that's not true. You've seen Mad God. It's, yeah, but it's it's up there. It's yeah. It's but, up yeah. There. So these are like people. I don't. I guess I just don't. Know, why would you make a movie in which you're punishing the audience for watching it? This movie I, is I'm an not ordeal. suggesting that you have to make beautiful art all the time. Of course not. I witnessed a com. Well, it wasn't really a conversation. Um, a dialogue, I guess. Okay. In which, um, it was at TIFF. This was a long time ago. And we watched this movie and there was a QA with the director out. And it's a hard movie to watch, but it's actually really good. Which and movie? It does have a point to make. Uh, it's called Mechanism. Okay. I have not seen this. Uh, but it's raw. It's a raw film. Right. And some terrible stuff happens. And this woman in the audience, she's from the same country as the filmmaker, and she got up and she's like, how dare you make something like this? You're an artist. You have to make art. An art is beautiful. And this reflects poorly on our country. And she kind of just went on this tirade. Yeah. Uh, and his response was, I'm a filmmaker and I can make any film I want. I mean, I can't debate that. <laughs> no, not he's at not all. Wrong, like, he's absolutely but... right. Make whatever you want. But... And again, I guess, yeah, we made the choice to watch this. So it's up to the audience to decide what they will and won't consume. But at the same time, it's like, but you put this out there. Yeah. For like, people to watch. Yes. And, and you I, marketed the hell out of it. And you went on Kickstarter to ask people to give you money to make yeah. this thing. Like, you had to know what you were doing, Phil. So, like, it's only, like, I only gave up my time, which is worthless. That's true. But I, I get, but I'm not going to get those 80 minutes back. No, no. Well, hopefully you enjoyed the wine you were drinking when you watched it, or cider, or whatever it is. It was were, a cider. It was a cider. There it you was. Go. I'm glad I had it. <laughs> Still to help you get through it. I get it. It may or may not have had another one afterwards. <laughs> you know what this gonna be great for after this? Community and more cider. More, yes. Ah, that's that's how you spend the episodes. night. Those are my favorite. They are incredible. Uh, I don't think they ever did a bad Halloween episode, but that's only because the fourth season didn't do a Halloween episode. Mm. That was mean. Uh, but the Halloween episodes are always great. <laughs> yeah, especially the ABBA Halloween episode. That was, I mean, let's, the zombies in the library are fabulous, but I really love the one where they all tell stories. No, that's I don't know a fantastic why. One I just too. like it so much. It's a really good one. <laughs> we find out that Annie really likes gore. She does? She's really into gore, more than anyone assumed she would be. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's uh it's it's something you do need to take a time out after watching. Yes. Like that is the nicest way I can describe yeah. it. So, I guess if you have an appreciation for animation, yeah. stop motion animation, and you have a strong stomach, and a strong yeah, then yeah, go for it. Watch the movie. But if you're at all sensitive, yeah, maybe give it a miss. Yeah, maybe dial back from this one because it's it's gonna haunt you. Yep. All right. So uh, I guess that's that. Do you have any narcissism you'd like to watch? Uh, no. No. And I you know, can't really point you a lot of narcissism because of my new job. I can't really post so much over at the uh, <laughs> oh, what a shame. Object Guru channel. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> So supportive. So classy. Hey, I helped you get that job. You did help me get that job. But so did the channel. So, you know. I'm not saying you have to choose. Okay, but pick but... you. Pick you. No, absolutely. 
100%. I, I agree wholeheartedly. All right. Uh, so are there any other way to get in touch with us? Uh, you can visit the AveHunts blog at the AveHunts.com. It's been a while since I said this. I had to think about how I'm going to say it. Nice. You can leave us a comment there and tell us about your experiences watching Mad God. You can send us an email to avod.gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you're listening on the app, rate, review, subscribe. All right. I'm going to encourage you to do all of those things. So until next time, I've been Count Vargelon. I've been DM. Thanks for watching and have yourselves a great evening. Good night.